Recording is in progress. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to, uh, I don't even know, what week are we in now? Is this 13? 13. Week 13? Week 13 BSB podcast. Uh, Jordan here, as as usual, with my normal uh, partner in crime, Jamie. Jamie, welcome. Good to be here, Jordan. We're, uh, we're sitting here doing a live Monday Night Football podcast right now. Jags, Bengals, Bengals in a treacherous state of affairs without Joe Burrow. Uh, looking looking at Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars to potentially take over the number one seed tonight in the AFC. Uh, good for them and good for Doug Peterson. As an Eagles oh, yeah. fan, I'd love to see that for Dougie P. So, I, I love Doug Peterson coaching this offense too, just because like it feels good with Trevor Lawrence, their mm-hmm. weapons, a wide receiver. And I mean, there's just so much depth on this team for Doug Peterson. I just want to remind everybody that I was a big detractor of the Eagles firing him. I thought that was a huge mistake. Uh, they made a business decision. I think it was the wrong choice, but it is what real, it is. Real quick before we get into our agenda, what are your thoughts on the Eagles bringing Frank Reich into any kind of offensive consultant role this season? Absolutely not. Okay. No, absolutely not. I have no interest in bringing up – listen, it's not personal against Frank Reich, all right? But there's certain, like, moments in sports where you kind of just, like, catch lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Eagles had with their setup that particular year Mm -hmm. with Doug Peterson and the staff that was there and Frank Reich being there and the relationship he had with Carson Wentz. It's just like they had lightning in a bottle there. I don't have any – the Eagles offensive coordinator already can't figure the situation out by goddamn self. All right, I don't need a guy who's been fired twice and is the only head coach to be fired in back-to-back seasons since the fucking NFL merger <laughs> in my fucking press box. I don't need that mess, too. All right, we'll get to that. Yeah. For everybody who's wondering, <laughs> we have an agenda for this call. We try to stay tight to an hour, hour 15. All right, we got an agenda. The Eagles, the 49ers game is on it. It might. Yeah. Say, you might be able to hear it in my voice. I'm a little testy let's, about that. Let's, so. let's, let's jump into uh, the college football playoff because that was a lively discussion in the Discord this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Very, very controversial well, how it all played out. Before we fully do it, let's set the stage with what the agenda is just so people understand yes. what, they're, what they're listening to in this hour, hour 15. So we got the college football playoff. Got a field conversation about that, like Jamie just said. We got our own BSB playoff picture and predictions. We do have the Eagles 49ers game on the agenda. I'll try to keep it in check. Recent trades in BSB, your boy has been active. Your boy has been active. And when I'm active, that's I'm not usually active when it comes to the trades. And I'm active. So we'll see what happens. Uh, And then we got a surprise for you guys, Jamie. I'm not going to read them off the last one there. But we got a surprise little segment at the end of this for everybody. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But anyways... Yeah, back to the college football conversation. Off you go. Yeah, so I'll just lay the stage. I mean, uh, big controversy with Alabama getting the fourth spot over an undefeated Florida State. Do you think the committee got it right, Jordan? It's really tough. It's really, really tough because my first reaction is, yeah, I don't even – in the NFL, there's 53 guys on a team, right? And In college, I think it's more than that. I think it's like 75 or something like that. Like the ro- the rosters are bigger for sure. I don't know what the number is. Mm-hmm. But you feel for the other 74 or whatever guys that are on that team, right? Because the team played the game. The quarterback yep. didn't – well, okay, he played the games. But you get the point of what I'm saying. Like it's – this isn't golf. 
right? This is a team. This is a team sport, and they found ways to win without him. I mean, I'm not going to say it's been glamorous, but they found ways to win without him. So it's a tough scene because you not not only do you look at Alabama, right? But I mean, you're telling me you're going to put Florida State in. If you're not going to put Alabama in, that means you got to put Georgia in my mind. And you're telling me you're going to put Florida State in over Georgia? I'm not buying that. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I I think I've been uh I think people know my opinion on it. I although it's kind of interesting. I'm actually at the point where I'm I think the committee did go against how they've been selecting teams in the past for this year. But I think it almost was a a, a fuck it kind of year where Oh, 100%. Let's yep. just do the first four teams. We have the playoff coming next year. And and I will say the reason I think they put Florida State at five, even though they may think Georgia or Ohio State at six and seven is worse, is because when it comes to that 12-team playoff, the top five teams are going to be the confer- Power Five Conference champions. And, like, that's, like, the baseline. And so, like, putting Florida State now at number five sets that tone going into next year. But I think at this point, they're like, all right, we got 12 teams going next year. People aren't going to be complaining about top four for that long. We can endure it. Let's just pick the four best teams, which I, I will agree to what Shane and Seth, I think, have been saying is that's not what the committee has done in the past when it, for the likes of mm-hmm. like Cincinnati mm-hmm. or Washington one year, Michigan State another year. Uh, it hasn't been that consistent as this year. And so it's – it's very controversial, but yeah, I, it was, it's, it's pretty tough on Florida state given how well Travis was playing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a hundred percent on board with what you said, where the committee's looking at this season as like, well, fuck it. We're just going to pick the best ratings anyway, because yeah, really after this blows over, nobody's going to give a shit. Like no one's going to come back here and look at this and be like, Oh, the 2024 college playoff college football playoff was a shit show because the committee fucked up. Like, we're going to get to next year real, and no one's going to care because it's going to yeah. be 12 teams. They're all going to have a chance to duke it out. It is I'm it also is. I'm also curious on how Florida State and Georgia got paired for their matchup. Almost like the committee was like, oh, we'll show you that like Florida State isn't that good by pairing them with Georgia just to prove that they weren't top four to begin with. Because Georgia's like a – I don't know if you saw the spread. It, Georgia's a 14-point favorite over Florida State in their bowl game, the Orange Bowl. <laughs> and it just almost seemed like uh, – Just disrespect. <laughs> yeah, it, it really – I mean, maybe Florida State will – like, I, I just can see a lot of opt-outs in that game on both sides of Georgia and Florida State. Man, speaking of opt-outs, not to get on a tangent, how about Ohio State? Woo! Woo! Was that news? I did not see McCord. Wowzers. Do you think that was Kyle McCord's idea or decision? To, to enter the portal? Brother, they got like 15 guys in the portal all of a sudden. And I, I'm not sure if those were all those guys' decisions. The I rumor are- the rumor I have read around the Twitters today is that the players found out that Ryan Day has been shopping himself to the NFL. Oh, interesting. And anytime that happens, no, that doesn't sit right in Ooh. college. These guys are like free agents now with the portal, so it's like, yeah. 
Well, the vibe the vibe I was getting was, I mean, that, and that's a good that's a good rumor. The vibe I was getting was kind of like a Deion Sanders vibe of Ryan Day. Like, if you're not good enough to beat Michigan, like get your bag, get your bags packed. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked. Zone. I wouldn't be shocked if that was if something of that dialect was yeah. said. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, just because there's so many quarterbacks in the portal, like Duke's quarterback Riley Leonard. Um, Oregon State's DJ Uyangalale. Yep, I got you. I knew by Jamie's face, guys, (laughs) that he was not going to be able to say that name. (laughs) I've never, I've never started down that path and was like, oh fuck it. I I say to my coworkers, Oregon State's DJU. I don't even try (laughs) to butcher his name because it's he doesn't deserve that. But there's just a lot of talent in the portal, and uh, I mean, I think Ohio State can rebuild that way especially with their NIL. So it's it's interesting. It's interesting the portal becoming just like the free agency yep. of college football. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very interesting. I will say, though, I mean, you know, listen, maybe Kyle McCord is the next Joe Burrow, but I doubt it. I yeah. mean, like, I watched a kid play, and, like, mm, he, gives me watched- game ma- he gives me game manager vibes. That's what he gives me. Mm. I watched him a lot this season, and there were a lot of times where – Marvin Harrison Jr. bailed him out. Like he I was, was just throw- gonna say, brother, Jamie could go out there and play quarterback and Marvin <laughs> Harrison Jr. and make him look good. <laughs> I mean like anybody yeah. can throw a slant route. So Yeah. Yeah. Like there were some times where against Purdue, against Maryland, against Indiana, where Marvin Harrison Jr. made a catch that was behind him, over him. He only could put one hand on the ball. And I I mean Colin McCord. He's a smart guy, game manager, to your point, knows that Marvin Harrison Jr. is out there and will look to him. Mm-hmm. But it just not – it didn't get it done against Michigan, a team that talented. So, so you know, sidebar, I just want to say about this college football playoff, and, again, it won't matter next year because there will be 12 teams. But if you just look at the four and ignore the narratives, just objectively look at the four names in this playoff, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Question for you, Jamie. When you li- when you hear those four names, are the blue bloods of college football back that we grew up are. with? That we grew yeah. up with. Yeah, I I would say the only one that uh, hasn't been worth the hype missing there is USC. Mm-hmm. But I would agree other, with that. Other than that, it, it it feels like it, and it feels like for this uh, upcoming twelve team playoff that it's going to be like the best of the blue bloods. Mm-hmm. It feels like, it feels like given Georgia wasn't as dominant this year, that uh, there's just more parody, especially with the blue bloods. I have to too. say this just for Max and the, shout out to Eric Sarani, who thought I was a Penn state fan. I, I I see you, Eric. I see you out there floating around probably listening to this. He thought I was a Penn state fan. I was like, yeah, Jamie's laughing right now. I got him on video. He's just like, what the fuck is that? Eric, get the fuck out of here. My Penn state fan. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. But anyways, what I'll say is I'll say this for Max, really. I really wish Penn State could just get it together, man. Like, I really wish they could just get it together for the sake of college football. Like, there's certain programs where, like, imagine a Penn State whiteout when they're, like, a clear cut, just dominate you, smack you in the mouth football. Like, it doesn't get better than that environment wise. No, it does not. Yeah, I I. And the twelve team playoff is going to be perfect for Penn State because mm-hmm. they're they've been at that cusp of top ten the last I want to say three years, 
and it's just been Ohio State and Michigan in their way. And so, like, Penn State might get a uh, – as Joe Mixigan scores a touchdown, Jordan. Jordan and I both have uh, the Jaguars, I believe, in our survivor pool as our picks. Isn't that correct, Jordan? <laughs> Are you trolling me, Jamie? No, I'm just stating a fact. I'm not trying to troll. Are you trolling it, me? I have the Jaguars too. How is it trolling you? Of, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make a pick this week. I'm out. Who's the other team in the? It's not me. I'm out. Okay, I'm sorry. I was not trying to troll you. <laughs> but anyway, Shane will get a good laugh out of that one. Is it Shane? So no, I, I, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if he's. There's another team that both picked the Jaguars. Anyways, getting back on the Penn State. Shane, by the way, quick aside, I love you, bro. I just want to say. The the 12-team playoff is going to be perfect for Penn State because I think they'll also be, like, having a chance if they're in that, I forget, 5, 12, 6, 11, 7, 10, 8, 9. If they're top 8, they'll get a chance to have a home playoff game. And imagine like a home whiteout for like a playoff. Oh, game is that how we're State. doing this? There's home playoff games. There's yeah, no the neutral first, sites. The first round, as I'm like calling it, is like the home teams, and then it gets wow. to I, I can't remember if it's at the semifinal level or at the quarterfinal level where there's neutral. So it's got to be at the. That's huge because there's certain programs where playing at home is a massive advantage. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Wow. And so, like, I if I'm Penn State, I would love to do, like, a second whiteout just for, like, a college football playoff game. That would mm-hmm. be awesome. Like, imagine, like, Penn State Ole Miss. Don't they that do some be... weird shit, too, like a stripe out or something? Where it's they like... do do the stripe out where, like, at the 50-yard line, it's just a blue thing where it's mm-hmm. not a whiteout. It's the stripe. Mm-hmm. The stripe game. Uh, but, yeah, interesting, interesting, controversial times in college football right now for sure uh just to put a bottle cap on the college football conversation so we can get moving through our agenda uh four teams michigan washington texas alabama give me your winners and give me your national champion yeah i was gonna go uh bama washington and that uh winning their games and then alabama beating washington wow really yeah i am that you think michael Penix comes out and puts on a show huh yeah, I, I definitely think that Washington has a pretty good chance to beat Texas. I They beat them last year, 27-20. And I think there's a lot of that that Washington can use to beat Texas again. And then I I love Alabama's defense right now. The way they mm-hmm. were able to they were the way they were able to pressure Carson Beck, uh stop the run. This looks like an run. Alabama defense that lost yeah. themselves and found themselves again. So. Oh, 100%. It is. I also think that Michigan, out of the three other teams in the college football playoff, is the perfect matchup for Alabama. Like, I it, I don't think it could get better. Like, I think Texas was the worst match for Alabama, and it showed itself when they lost them. Mm-hmm. And now, if Alabama has to play Texas, that's in the I, final could be tough. I'm with Seth. I think the com- like he said in the Discord, the committee's wet dream is an Alabama Texas rematch, and I think they're uh, gonna get it. And it's it's gonna be great for college football. We talked about the blue bloods a few minutes ago. Alabama, Texas. Yeah. What the two thousand twenty four college football national championship. I mean, you can I can hear Reese Davis now in my ear. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 definitely 
a ratings getter for both. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's appointment television right there. Oh, yeah. I don't care what you're doing. You know, like they say in Texas, whatever they say, shut the doors, lock the barn windows, and put the cattle <laughs> in the barn, baby, because we got a barn burner. You know, yeah. whatever they say down there. <laughs> oh man, hide your kids, hide your wives. <laughs> Unplug the phones. Oh, oh Matthew. Oh, Airplane boy. mode nowadays. I guess there's no unplugging phones anymore, but. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Um, BSB playoff picture and predictions. That's what we got up next. Now, yes. this this one's interesting because it might change by the end of this call. I don't know. Well, well at puck call, podcast, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I think with my matchup against you, Aaron and I are pretty much locked into the top two uh, seeds. And I think there, there's really no way for me to top Aaron. I think it'll be me second, Aaron one. Uh, but it's it's pretty interesting. Eric's team is looking strong right now, especially his defense. And- I'm just going to say, it. Eric had his chance at Josh Jacobs. I tried to say, listen, man, I'm selling him. Uh-huh. And I'd rather somebody who's not named Aaron would buy him, but yeah. he just he didn't want to do it. And I try to tell him, dude, like you're you're right there, you're right there. And he hit me with the, well, I'm only gonna barely get in, la da da. And I'm like, dude, I was the sixth seed last year. I went to the championship. You never know. And Aaron, Aaron was the fifth seed last year and won it all. So it's really about getting hot at the right time. And I thought Aaron last year, his defense was really like the leader. And I mean, Eric's got some dogs on his defense. Mm-hmm. Cleo Max playing really well. Mm-hmm. Quinn and Williams is he has Quincy and Quinn and Williams. And I just love that. And the Jets are always on defense and it's always good. It's always going to rack up the fancy points. I don't know. Deontay Johnson, uh, the Steelers seem to always will, will need him, but I, I, he, he has Devon HM, which I feel like could be. A reason why he wouldn't want Josh Jacobs from a running back position. Yeah, he tried to sell me that, and I was just like, "Listen, dude, but he's not—he's not a guarantee." All right, I realize Josh Jacobs on a bad football team, but at least you know what you're getting, you know. So yeah, I—I I just feel like the the Dolphins are just scoring so much that Achan's gonna be there, but maybe it was just a very favorable matchup this week. I don't know. I—that's just how I'm thinking about it from Eric's position that was his that was also his position i will say for aaron it made sense because Brees hall that i don't need oh, to say yeah. anything else no clear and upgrade I, <laughs> you said you're saying it now i said it in the uh the app too i was like well looks like Brees hall's on the bench i mean that was clear, clear upgrade for aaron there clear easy decision upgrade. to make yeah i mean it's it's really great to see kyle's team going from i think he was second to last last year being a playoff team this year mm-hmm. And Kyle's some, done a great job, by the way. Oh, fantastic! Job. Uh, turning that team around, got the ship oh, righted. Yeah, I mean, getting Bijan this year, I think he. How much did he get Jerome Ford for? Kyle got Jerome Ford on June sixth of twenty twenty two for uh, six dollars for in the free agency period. Oh, we love like, those kind of transactions. That's that's just tremendous. Mm-hmm. He does have Tank Dell out for the season. That's yeah, that's a, a that's a blow. That's, that's a, blow. a tough one. He does especially have, right after you pick up Amon Ross St. Brown. That's a good mm-hmm. one too. Oh yeah. Hey. He drafted Taylor McBride earlier this year. 
So like Kyle has great pick. pieces together. Great pick. And, and his his defense, he always picks up great guys on the defense. So yeah, I do you have a prediction who wins this year if you had to pick a guy? I'm looking at the playoff bracket as it stands right now. Uh so just going through the matchups. I think Here's what I'll say. I'm going to start from the bottom up of the bracket right now. Okay. okay. The first matchup as it stands right now is Max and Eric. Uh-huh. I think Eric's team is just strong at the right time, consistent. Mm-hmm. I think I'm taking Eric in that matchup. I am too. And it's And and you have the bye, so it would be you versus Eric. Yeah. Right? And then moving up the bracket, I got Kyle and I got TO and and Aaron awaiting the winner. And I'm going to take Kyle there. Really? I'm going to take Kyle in the first round there. Ooh, I'm oh going to say he overcomes. He finds a way to overcome that Tank Dell situation. Oh, God. I'm oh going to take Kyle in that first round. Now, here's where we're going to get a little spicy. All right. <laughs> we're going to come back down to the bottom of the bracket, and your team's just so strong. I think you'll be able to handle Eric. So I'm going to I'm gonna put you in the championship. Okay. I'm going to put you in the championship. And we're going to go back to the top of the bracket. And I'm going to take Kyle again. Oh, my. And here's why. And here's why. I think Brock Purdy costs Aaron. How? I think he just has a fluke week. Oh, I I, I think he has Aaron's a fluke week. team is strong enough. The, the DAC to CD connection is it's really strong, strong it's right now. It's great. But I just think he's got a fluky week waiting on him at the worst possible time. You know how fantasy is, dude. It takes it is, one week of being. It, it is that funky. Yeah, I because don't they have San? Who, when, when Dallas plays San Francisco? Oh, they already played him. They already, they already played, him. played him. Yeah, I mean that that would have been the week, and I, he did have a tough week that week. But I don't know. Okay, in between uh, Kyle and me, then who do you like for? Who's, well, before we move on, who's the Forty ers play week sixteen? Because the games um, matter now, by the way, for them since they beat Philadelphia. Yeah, they're they got to play gonna... now in week sixteen, seventeen. Oh yeah, and through I mean I would I would think through week eighteen they play the Commanders week seventeen. The Niners do. Yeah, and then uh, they play the Ravens week sixteen. So I mean, oh, the, they play the Ravens week sixteen. Week sixteen, they play the Ravens. The Forty ers The Forty ers Yeah, that's a loss for Aaron. I'm telling you, Brock Purdy is gonna get had. The Eagles couldn't well, do it. I, we'll, I we'll get to the Eagles. They couldn't do it, but I I think his team is still like stronger than just that. Najee's been playing better. I, we got Josh Jacobs at the upgraded running back. CD Lamb, that connection's been strong. His defense has been going off too. Nico Collins, I think no the sleeper. The sleeper you mentioned it for Kyle is Trey McBride, especially with okay. Ertz gone. Yeah, Trey McBride has been feasting, and Murray's been looking for him. I watched the entire Steelers game yesterday, and there are mm-hmm. snaps where Murray gets the ball and just throws the ball in McBride's direction on a timing route where he's just like expecting McBride to catch it. Yep. So it is. It could. It could be that way. Don't be shocked if Kyle's not done making moves either. Okay. 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 But between Kyle and me, who who are you predicting from there? It's tough. 
It's tough. You, I want to say, you, I, dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I want to pick Kyle. I want to. Yeah, you, you my can pick heart, Kyle. No, no. Kyle's, listen, listen, listen. My heart wants to pick Kyle, but your team is just too good. See, I don't think my team's that good. J- Jamie, pretty, Jamie, Jamie. No, 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 no. I will cut your ball sack off if you say that again. You're fucking nineteen and five. Get out of here. I, I I agree with that, but I don't think I just think there's been times where I have struggled with defense particularly, and I think it takes defense to win in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Well, we could solve that problem for you. We could. We could. And maybe at the end. <laughs> but anyways, all right, here's here's my prediction. I'll I'll make it quick. Yeah, before, yeah. Uh, Lay it on me. Uh I I do go Eric over Max right now. I think Max has got some tough injuries. I'm curious to see what Puka, the extent of Puka's injury is going forward. So I have Eric over Max. I have T.O. over Kyle. I actually think T.O.'s team is getting super strong at the right time, especially Debo. Um, Especially, I forget there was another guy who went off this week and I, I like Tio's team going forward. I like Tio even over uh, uh, Aaron week 15, week 16. So, yeah, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins started to be better. Oh, Chuba Hubbard, good pick, Tio. You got him from me, but uh, well done there. Oh, Laporta, Sam Laporta. Is uh, another player. great oh. tight end I love. I love yeah. him. Yeah, he has been 9 of 9, 140 yesterday. And yeah, I his his schedule's pretty good, and the Lions are just looking for him. So I and I T I love To's defense. Still, he always puts a good defense together. So I think To and I are in the. Uh, I'll say I beat Eric in the other semifinal game, and then I think To wins. To wow, I, I do, I do, I I think To gets it together. I think he still he, has Tyreek Hill, right? He still has Tyreek yeah, Hill. Yeah, he's dangerous any week. He's yeah. dangerous any week. And, and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek only... Hill could hang 40 on you any week. Yeah. And I just think he has such boom players right now getting so hot. Maybe it's too hot right now. Maybe the will cool off. Yeah, it's a little much, early. I, it's a little early. It is early. But I, I just think that it's it's coming together for him in a good way. So that's it helps T.O. that it helps T.O. that the AFC, by the way, is the way it is. Crazy how all this shit's related because they all they're all playing for something. Yeah, just kind of yeah. like now the Niners, the Cowboys, and the Eagles are, and the Lions are at the mm-hmm. top of the NFC. You know, it's close now. Both well, both conferences. So, so do we want to jump into then? Us? Uh, we're going to use that as a transition. Yeah. All right, we're going to use that as a transition. You all can right. go at it. Now lay it on me. Don't. I don't listen. Here's what I'll start. That was that was rough yesterday, Jordan. Here, here's what I'll start with. Okay, <laughs> a couple things. Number one, all right, and this might be a direction people don't expect me to take this, but I mean, there comes a certain point where just the facts are the facts, right? So, number one, the Eagles didn't turn the football over. Okay, they didn't turn it over. They didn't. That's not an excuse. There wasn't a ton of penalties on Philadelphia. There wasn't a ton of penalties on San Francisco either. So, props to them. But they didn't they didn't overcommit penalties in my opinion. Here's what happened yesterday. The Eagles didn't violate any of the crown jewel rules of a football game, lose a turnover battle, or over 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 um overdo the penalties, get called on a lot of penalties. They allowed the San Francisco 49ers to come into South Philadelphia and absolutely manhandle them 
mm-hmm. for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll give the first quarter to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just you could look at that statistically, and that's great. Good for them. That's, and that's correct. That's correct. They got you the won first the first quarter. quarter. Good job. They yep. allowed them to come in there and absolutely get dominated in every phase of the game. Yeah. The coaching, the the trenches, especially. Especially the trenches. The linebacking core for Philadelphia, we're not even going to discuss it. It's just a disaster. And for my life, for my life, can somebody I'm gonna go Stephen A. Smith here. Can somebody help me with the APB I got to put out for DeAndre Swift? Can somebody help me? I got a missing person's DeAndre Swift. <laughs> and beyond that, beyond that, all right, I got another missing person's that's way more important. Jamie can see me right now. I'm doing the Nick Saban with my fucking hands <laughs> at the podium right now. I got a bigger missing, missing person's for Rashad Penny. Yeah. Now, it's not Rashad Penny's fault. He's not hurt. He didn't fumble the football. He didn't. He's not missing pass pros. They're just not using him. No. I talked to another Eagles fan today, close to Jamie and I, very close. Oh, I brought up Rashad Petty, and he goes, oh, I forgot he was even on the team. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Now, props to San Francisco, all right? They're a great team. They came in. They didn't beat themselves like the Chiefs did and the Bills did. I'm not trying to discredit those wins for the Eagles because those are and, – and Dallas – those are good wins against good teams. The Bills' record doesn't show it, but we all know they got playmakers on that team on both sides. They're a good team. 100. They just they just can't win close games. The Bills, they just can't. No, 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 it's bad. Um, for their life, if their life depended on it, they wouldn't. They would all be dead. <laughs> um, they can't do it. So that kind of those kind of is what it is. I mean, listen, I didn't expect the Eagles to be in this stretch of their schedule and win every game. Mm. That's just not realistic. The fact that. And this six-game stretch that they're in that concludes with uh, uh, Dallas and Seattle. Right now, they're, I think, 3-1, and one, right? Because mm-hmm. they got two yep. left. Yeah, they're 3-1 and one yep. right now. If they come out of this stretch of their schedule 4-2, and two, that's a success. Yeah, These oh, are yeah. six really solid, either dominant or solid football teams they're playing against. It's not an excuse. San Francisco was on 10 days rest. The Eagles played their third game in 13 days. Yep. They're going to go play Dallas, who's also on 10 days rest. Yep. The Eagles will not be. These aren't excuses, but I mean, all these things do add up after a while. Um, but the fact remains that they just got absolutely slapped in the face yesterday. Um, and they couldn't do anything about it. They just yeah. they just couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, my, my take is there's a couple of things I feel like for the Eagles at play or the, the gauntlet or whatever you want to call it, the amount of teams for hyped. I mean, I feel like every single Eagles game has been hyped up to a degree since that Dolphins Sunday night football game, which I, I feel like we haven't had a team have game after game after game where it's been the must see in like so long. And I, that takes its toll given like the other team you're facing is like, it, it, it feels like Duke basketball back in the day when they were like number one, where Duke would always just go into arenas that was just like, so hyped up and they couldn't get up for the game and lose. But number two, I this Eagles defense has played a lot of snaps going back to the Bills game, and it looked like that in the second half. They looked tired, especially from the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. That that missed tackle that uh, Nicholas Moreau had on Debo looked like just such a tired, tired tackle. And I don't know about you, but it feels like their linebackers aren't nearly like – I can't remember 
oh yeah, they had TJ Edwards last year, who I felt like it feels like they're missing that kind of guy this year. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting. I don't think their secondary is playing that much worse from last year. I think they definitely could be better, but it it feels like when their linebacker linebackers aren't that strong that like the secondaries follow, they can't be as strong as they can be. I don't know. It is it is there. the middle of their defense for sure is yeah. a big problem. Yeah. We all know about the defensive line. Ferocious. Yeah. All right. The secondary for the most part is d- d- holding up. I mean, look, the modern day NFL teams are going to get theirs through the air. Yeah. They just, oh, I don't yeah. care who you have in your secondary. Like they're good. They're going to get theirs and that's fine. Um, statistically, they've been pretty good in the back end of their defense. Bradbury put up straight zeros yesterday. Yeah. Literally zero targets, zero receptions, zero yards. Uh-huh. So I can't blame him. They didn't even look at him. No. I don't know if it's because they didn't want to or just because they were just running the ball so much it didn't matter. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, could have been that. Um or they just knew they could have whatever they wanted if they targeted anyone who was covered by, by a linebacker. Yeah. So why throw at Bradbury, who's an all pro corner? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't yeah. blame him for that strategy either. But yeah, just I mean, look, they got beat. Badly. Yeah. I I I think I look at it as a good thing for the Eagles, though. I do just too. because you you see what you're up against. You still are a game up on everything's to play for in front of you. You're a game up on the 49ers. Dallas has what three losses? Mm-hmm. So, like, if they. Yeah, here's the thing. If the Eagles go to Dallas and win, mm, that's an uphill climb. Well, for Dallas, they're fucked. Yeah. But that's an uphill climb for San Francisco. Still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even after beating think, the Eagles. At the end of the day, if the Eagles. They get the number one seed and home field advantage. I mean, the regular season is a success. You can't really ask for much more than that. So, like, in the end of the game, this 49ers-Eagles game, it's just a blimp on the radar. So, they they really just need to focus ahead. I will say I do think it's going to take a 14-3 and record at a minimum, at an absolute minimum. That's the floor to achieve the yeah. number one seed for the Eagles. That's so, fair. they got to be careful how they spend that third loss because – well, after this, don't they have like a pretty favorable? It like, loosens I, up. It I loosens don't think. Up. I don't think the Seahawks are. The Seahawks will be their good. toughest opponent as it stands now, and then they get the Giants twice, and somebody else is mixed in there. I forget who. Don't they still get the? Uh, oh yeah, Cardinals. So like, once they get past the Seahawks, Cardinals is a trap game. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's a trap game if you're the Steelers' offense. If you're the Eagles, we offense, just talked no, about not. it. Kyler Murray and Trey McBride. We just that, talked. He is gonna eat their fucking linebackers for dinner. He he could he could that's that's for sure. And they could maybe double up on Trey McBride and play a lot better. But they could run through run through the Cardinals. The Steelers should have yesterday, and the Eagles will. Well, Jamie, maybe. that's all. That works all well and good if you run the football. But the yeah. Eagles seem to have forgotten how to do that. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Full circle on that point. It's not even about like running the football poorly. They just yeah. choose not to do it. Like, yeah. I, okay, if you run the football and you're getting one yard a carry, okay. But you're not even running the football. No. They they 
they got away from it yesterday for sure, like immediately. And and it's definitely it's weird. It's weird ever since that uh just that Thursday night football game against the Vikings where they did it so well. And like I feel like they haven't gone back to it at the same I've been waiting all year for them to kind of like unleash Rashad Penny. Not that he's like an elite running back, but it what actually made sense to me was like, okay, they're kind of slow rolling the run game this season because yeah. they want to keep guys in good legs under them so that when we get late in the year, they're going to punish people with the running yeah, game. Yeah, well. And with it, it's nowhere to be found. And this would be the time to have Rashad Penny in there running downhill, a back who hasn't really been used all year. He's fresh. Should be fresh. Against yep. guys that are injured, they're tired, they're banged up. And offensive linemen love going downhill. So yeah, that's it a great just, point. Look, I'm not an offensive coordinator, but it makes no sense to me. Yeah. That's a good point. So, anyways, 49ers, Eagles, props to the 49ers. They came here, they slapped the Eagles in the face. I hope we see a rematch in I January. Think we will. I think we will. Um, You better believe I'll be there. Oh, oh. I almost went to this game, and I'm glad I didn't spend the money on it, let me tell you. I would have yeah, been a lot no, more animated you, than I was it, when I came in here. But, I was uh, just about to say animated. I only went to one Eagles game this year. Um, Daniela and I went. I took her to the Eagles home opener early in the season, like week two, I think it was. But I've been kind of putting that putting that budget to the side for mm. playoff time because mm. if they're playing, if they're playing two playoff games at home, mm-hmm. you know we're up in there. Mm-hmm. So, gotta be, gotta be financial responsible there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, l- let's let's shift to the trades recently in uh, mm-hmm. the league. I have uh, I have it up on my end. I'll share it. Yeah, how do I? Okay, you got it. All right, good. I'm trying to pull up transactions, but there we go. You got it already. Yeah, so if we just focus on uh, – I'll filter it just on uh, your trades lately, Jordan, because it has been active. Ever since uh, November 18th, we have one, two – you have three, three big trades, I would say. Going back to the the uh, Ferguson trade to the stand oh four trades too. Or am I wrong? There's more. There's I think there's three here. Just the way they're showing, it's weird. There's three. The okay. way they're showing this is not is confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. So, uh, where are your thoughts with these trades? You thought you felt good with them. Yeah, I did. So here, a couple things for me, right? People probably scratch their heads a little bit about the Miles Sanders, Jake Ferguson trade. Yeah. Um, for me, I kind of knew what was coming down the pike in respect to Josh Jacobs. So I'm just looking for a body in this situation. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a running back body that I can put on my roster. And I, I kind of had this conversation with T.O. And I know you and I talked about it after the fact, like, Miles Sanders is what he is. He's on a fat contract on a really bad football team. Mm-hmm. Really bad. And I'm just kind of banking on the fact of either A, he gets traded, or B, they just somehow figure out a way to figure it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And he becomes a fringe RB2 for a yeah. couple years, and he has served his purpose to me. And that purpose was to get me a draft pick back and – Give me a serviceable guy that I can plug in there. I don't care if he scores two points. 
that I can plug in there on a week to week basis just so I can have a running back body. Served yeah, his purpose. Yeah. So How we scroll up now. We're looking at Amon Ross St. Brown. This yeah. this one this one really hurt me to do it. Like emotionally, this was painful because I drafted Amon Ross St. Brown at three point nine. Wow. Wow. All right. Three point nine I drafted him. And so they pained me to do it. But I needed to get my draft pick back because of the box I put myself in for the Joe Burrow trade last year trying to win a championship. That's just the facts of what it was. So I had to put myself in a position to address some needs um, when the draft comes around this year. It's really all that was about. Well, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I, I know that uh, we briefly spoke on this one and you it, it was painful for you. But I, I mean, I think you got a haul to get a first this year, first next year, and um, or I should say first next year in, in 2025 at first. But to get that much for him, I think is is pretty good right now, um, especially given your lack of draft capital. So I think it's pretty good, especially given how you could also use those picks to get back into contention or use those picks that you draft well. And so it's it's a tough one, but on paper, it it was a good haul. I I looked at it like as painful as it was at the end of the day. I drafted Amon Ra at 3.9, and I flipped a 3.9 draft pick into two firsts mm-hmm. and a fourth. Oh, yeah. That's – if you're going to well flip done. assets around in, in dynasty football, that's how you do it right there. Yeah. So. And then I, I thought you got even a better haul for Jacobs, really, because we ne- I feel like running backs, it's hard to get their value around things. Like I still remember when I traded – uh. Saquon Barkley for Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, and a bunch of other I got a pick out of it, or I forget what the trade was, but like those running backs can go downhill or they can be the longevity of them can be there. So you don't know. And I feel like this was a pretty good haul for Jacobs where he currently is. Yeah, I just felt like I I put myself now in a situation where I need to acquire draft capital for the next couple years, but keep my team from falling through the bottom of the floor. Yeah. Um, which I feel like I'm in that position now. I'm not mm. going to be the worst team in the league next year in all likelihood. Probably not going to make the playoffs unless I end up with a, a rookie quarterback who's starting all season and is absolutely lighting it up. Yeah. Then maybe. Um I mean, I still have to replace the production of Josh Jacobs, which is not going to be easy to do, but it is what it is. I just, I found myself in a situation where that's what I had to do for my team. So business. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Max's Warner trade with Shane? Yeah, I thought this, this trade made a lot of sense for Max. Um, him and I had some conversations and I think he was just looking to raise the floor on his ceiling going into the playoffs defense can sneakily win you championships, as it turns out, even mm-hmm. in dynasty football at uh, at the IDP level. Uh, just like true in real life, defense can win you championships. And so I don't blame him. Um, spending a second-round pick, which is probably not as valuable to him as it may be to Shane right now, um, to try to increase his floor. And I can't blame him for that. He's, he's trying to make a run. So I think yeah. anywhere you can help your team get more consistent, 
that's huge going into the playoffs. I don't know about you, but this uh, Eric trading for Ferguson after losing Mandrews, I thought that was a great trade. I got to tell you the truth. I actually did not even see this trade until right now. Really? I didn't even know that this trade happened. I'm finding out right now live on the air that this trade happened. I believe this was close to Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving weekend, so definitely got lost in the weeds. What are your initial thoughts? Scroll. Can you scroll down for me? Let me see what the deal was again between me and uh, you and To. Yeah, what oh, did he give you... me? He gave me Sanders and a third, and what he get back? He got back Ferguson and your twenty twenty six third, and then he flopped Ferguson in a deal with a twenty twenty four fifth for Madison and Chandler. So just getting the Vikings the, the handcuffs. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's 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 an extremely interesting trade because it's I feel like in Dynasty it's one of those rare trades where both guys are trying to make something of it and they both got something out of the trade right now. So yeah, now it's got me. It's I need to go look at Eric's team. Like who's he? Okay, all right. I can I can see why. Again, Eric's team right now and the way it stands is part of the reason why I was trying to sell him Josh Jacobs. Like. Some of these guys that are in his flex spots in particularly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Christian Watson just had a great game, but is that dependable? No. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Is that but, hamstring healthy? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's trading makes sense for both sides. Good on good on T.O. for flopping flopping Ferguson right away. Yeah, that was, you know, that, was a cool, that was a quick flop. And I think he only – when he got – November 18th, if I look at the calendar again, was – so the trade happened after, I believe this Thursday, November 16th, was the day that Mark Andrews got hurt in that Bengals game. And so he got Ferguson and flipped him after Eric was clearly looking for a tight end. So it's it's very interesting. By the way, but, shout out to the Bengals. They got these guys 14-14 right now. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, and that guy's shaking his head. He doesn't believe it. Bengals getting the ball back, and I think they'll – the Jaguars will start the ball with the second half, but it is not being – it's not been easy for the Jags. Also, my, my sleeper right now is not accurate at all. I have it up on my desktop, and it's saying that I've started Mac Jones this week. Um, you did? That is just That is just not correct. But you did, Jordan. Did I? Oh, yeah. yeah, I did. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, I'll get my leagues confused. I'm sorry. Get my leagues <laughs> confused. I'm in another sleeper league Who'd you where I have, start? Jake, I have Jake Browning starting, and that's who Who'd I was you expecting. Who'd Mariota? Malik Willis? <laughs> One point. Kyle Trask? Who'd you want to start, Jordan? You know what's funny? We'll, you know we'll what's funny? We'll get Seth to put someone else I could have started Marcus Mariota, <laughs> who scored 1.24 points, and he would have scored more than both of my starting quarterbacks combined. <laughs> This particular week, that's, that's where we're at with things. Oh, man. It's quite the state of affairs for your team. It's uh, it's something. So, All right. Speaking of affairs, Jordan. Yeah. Are we going to do some business here? Can, we got a little can, surprise can segment for you guys. Can we make a trade? I don't know. Let's play. Let's make a deal. Let's see what we got uh, here. 
All right, Jordan. I I am targeting targeting uh your boy Foya Foya saying Foya Foya. Let me. Um. I say I say for yesterday. For yesterday. Okay, for yesterday, like Aluakun. Wow. Which, by the way, this man, thing. this man is a popular man. Half the league has been after me for him. Swear to God. I mean, he's he's dominant. He's got eight tackles in the first half. And I I think I I think I am willing to uh give you a haul for him. Uh, what a, what's a what's a haul? You got to tell me. So I, I mean, you want a first. So, but I only have my twenty twenty five first round, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know we need more than that. So I was also going to throw in the twenty twenty four second round. Now from there, I think I'm good with adding draft picks, but. From a player side, is there anyone that you think you need, or is can is that fine? I'm looking. I'm. I have your team in front of me now. I'll take okay. Jalen. Okay. <laughs> I'll take Jalen off your hands. We can't go that route, Jordan. <laughs> we can't do that you, one. You know that one's, that. that one's I, off the table. That one's off the table. All right, let me look here. I thought you were talking about Jalen Ramsey first. No, 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 no. You know who's. I just this. I'm not saying this is part of this deal, but Sam Howell, man, just kills me. This guy just you kills can take me. Sam Howell? Like he's you like a, a top ten fantasy quarterback. He's out here Better throwing than... pick sixes to Van Ginkle. <laughs> Andrew Van Ginkle. <laughs> what a name! Oh man. Yeah, he's had quite some. He's gotten seventeen or more for now. What six weeks? And yeah. It's just interesting. He's always been solid. Um, I the reality about Sam Howell is, and again, I'm not talking about him to include him in this thing, but like, no, who really knows how long anybody's going to last in the Commanders oh, yeah. organization at any oh, position yeah. of prominence? That's so. True. That just is what it is. Um, I'm not stalling. I promise. I'm looking at you. I got your team in front of me right here. Let me go back to my roster. Let me see. This is great podcasting with just dead silence. Just silence. Silence. <laughs> the drama. The drama uh, building. We had to give them enough time to like like use their finger and slide through the, yeah, the podcast yeah. uh situation. All right, so so you're telling me a twenty twenty five first and your twenty twenty four second. Yes. For for Senora Aluakun. Yes. Put it through. Okay. Wow. What if what if what if I put it through quick enough where people can um then Oh, we'll get some live feedback? Yeah, yes. let's see. Let me see. Let's so, see. Let's see how quickly I can do this. 2025. I'm I'm still sharing my screen with you, George. So Yep, yep. Why oh no, I wanna I am proposing a trade oh, but I need to select the person. Oh, you put that on the trade block, select whatever you just did. Team. That pick. Take that off the trade block. I, I did. Oh, it shows it. Fuck. Yeah, sleepers. Say, take it. Take that off the trade block, Jamie. Get that. It's it's off the trade block. Oh no! Now I'm alert. Well, maybe this is good. Maybe I'm like telling people what's coming. Um. Oh no! 
Okay, I think I need to select you first and then next. Are people commenting? I see we have news on the wire. Okay, and then I think I can go. Then I can pick asset. Why can't I pick? But then where are the picks? Oh, draft pick. Second, add draft pick. First round, add. There it is. Send trade. <laughs> Max, Max was keen to it. Max, shout out. With also. You know, shout out T.O. I don't know what you did for this, um, your 4.06, but you got everything right. If you want anything, congrats. It was a very weird competition. Did you see that, George? By no, chance? I didn't. No, I didn't. When was this? He did this for last night, but he did Jordan Love over one and a half passing touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes over a half yard passing and Clyde Edwards Alaire under uh like no touchdowns and it hit, but like I don't know what he won. Oh he just wow. He won he won like three tickets. I really don't know. Like it looked like it was for fun, but I'm just curious, like <laughs> Max is all over it. I love the all gaps too, Jordan. <laughs> you live for this. Here we go, baby. Yeah, putting the 2025 first round pick on the draft or on the trade block is uh, spoiler material for sure there. Leak started. Leak started. Forks are leaking. Oh, I have it up. Oh, I have. Why am I looking on my phone? I have it right in front of me on the computer. Great podcasting material. You know, at the end of this, if uh, Seth and Shane make it to the end, I, I, I think Florida State should have been in. I'm sorry, they deserved <laughs> it. I'm sorry, guys. You guys were right all along. <clears throat> Sore Schefter. <laughs> you love to see it. I gotta say, you typed that out well. Max knew. Max knew. Oh yeah. Here's why Max knew. Max was involved for linebacker discussions. So Ooh. I'm not gonna say about who. Yeah, no, 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 no. We don't need to go into that extent. Oh, here we go. We got someone is typing. It's probably Max. Let's see what we got here. We got six minutes of podcast time left. What's What's interesting before this someone is typing sends it. I always I feel like overpay, and this might be an overpay too. But I feel like I have to overpay at this point. Like my linebackers are so so weak and so inconsistent that this this needed to happen. I give you props for making the deal. Look, I've I am a couple things. One, props to you for making the deal. Two. I am proud of myself for sticking to the price. 
Everybody that's come to me about him, I've said, look, we're going to start with a first-round pick, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Now, normally, I would not say that about a linebacker. Defensive guys are generally the easier guys to replace. Yeah. But there is a certain point in time where I have to respect the fact that this man is a two-time number one overall linebacker and is on pace to lead uh, lead IDP again for the third yeah. straight year at the linebacker position. Yeah, and and I think it comes with I'm gonna scroll, hopefully find him, but he's been putting up. It some... may not. It may not put him on your roster until the week concludes. The yeah, the that w- week. I was just trying to like see him in general. Um, just type his name, Jamie. True. Yeah. Why am I doing? Oh, that? uncheck free agents. That's why you're not. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, no, I, I mean that's what people are gonna think. It's gonna, it's this is tremendous value for you. But I feel like I had to make it just because, like, the boom of him, a player getting thirty points from the linebacker position, uh huh, is is wild. I circled that week. That was the week I decided it was time to move him. When I saw him hang thirty yeah. as a linebacker, I was like, all right, I'm gonna start getting calls for him. And I shit you not, Jamie, the week after that is when it started. Yeah. Unsolicited. I have people like, "Hey, can we talk about however you say his name?" That yeah. like that's how it started. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I knew immediately and, who people were talking about. Yeah, and it's just I haven't been able to get that out of my roster. It feels like this entire year. I feel like Anzalone on my team has broken, gotten to eighteen. Like I, I don't think I've gone in that 20 to 30 range in quite some time. And so if I can get him to even get 15 in the playoffs, I'll take it. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I, it was, this, this was a trade that needed to happen. I, um, it's not, not an easy guy to replace, not going to be able to do it. Quite frankly. I mean, we, we may never see a linebacker ever again. That is on pace for three consecutive years of being the number one overall linebacker. Yeah. Cause like uh, here, here he is from a, Points perspective, if I take out, oh, I had it. Yeah, you were looking for the filters there. Oh, it's I got it. You were right. That free agent. I mean, so he's 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 been well. This doesn't also take into account um this current week, week thirteen. He's everyone else has. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else has played. He has not. He has he has six points above. Second, second place with another ten points to come into sixteen. I mean, he's just been above the rest, and he's been doing this for quite some time. Twenty twenty two was it was big at the end there too. Yeah, if you close and, this out, close this out real quick. Yeah, and then change the drop down right there next to stats to twenty twenty two. Oh yeah, that's a better one. Here we go yeah. again. I mean, this is a this is a twenty eight point difference last year yeah. at the conclusion of the year. Now yep. let's go to 2021. And look at the defensive snaps. Is he number one in defense? He's number one in defensive snaps too, which tells you he's just been out there healthy and producing. 2021. I mean, what do you want me to do? Wow. Number you one. Know, how, number how do I not charge a first round pick for this number guy? Number one at linebacker least. for three years. It's it, Seth, interesting comment. Powerhouse for years. I feel like there's certain players on my team. Derrick Henry. Um, 
I'm trying to think from a wider Mike Evans. There are players that are at can go off a cliff at any time on my team. Yeah, like, look, NFL stands <laughs> for not for long, right? Yeah. So. Like I have some guys, Christian McCaffrey, he's had his injury concerns. He's in a great spot now. I couldn't have I could not have gone luckier with Christian McCaffrey going from the Panthers to the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, for like, real. That was that was pure luck. Can you open that, open a Lewacoon's history up? Like go into yep. his player card. And where did I – oh, I hate that you can't do this on desktop. No, you can do this some way. It's like I think I have to scroll down. Oh, right here, here it is. Wow, look mm-hmm. at this. By free agency. Yeah. Guy cost me nothing. Yep. Added I, him by free agency and two draft picks out of it. And what, what did he do in that time frame? So you just saw it right around here. He had a big game against Dallas. I would love to know what the timestamp is. Is there a timestamp on that? It was fit. Well, I mean, we could go back this way where let me go. Let me see if it. I feel like Sleeper is one of those apps on mobile where it's actually better. I feel like I get to it if I go to league history some way. Um, Yeah, I can go this way, Jordan. Look at previous leagues 2020. I and added then, him. I added him by free agency on September twenty fourth of two thousand twenty. Right. So that would have been like week five of the season. No, I think it's even earlier than that. Look, I can. Oh, was it trades? No. In week five. Oh, here it is. In week five of twenty twenty, he played the Carolina Panthers and scored twenty one points. I think it was. I think it's earlier. T- September twenty fourth is that's early for week five. That's only week like three, week maybe. Three. Do we think? Yeah, like I think you did it after. Look here, I'm going. Well, that would also make sense because in week two of twenty twenty, he scored twenty points against Dallas. Yeah. Man, we're in the weeds on this. This is good stuff right here. Look, I I picked up. I think this is Mario Addison, Jimmy Graham, Kiki Kuti, <laughs> dropping Cameron Bright, and you're up here. It's about to go through. He's Mike Hillen is Montez Sweat. Interesting for Kyle here. Oh, that's a claim. Yeah, you claimed him. Not even no, not a claim. You just picked him up. Dropped yeah, Scotty just straight Brown. at him. Straight at him. Free agency. I I'm pretty sure that we. Three NFL twenty twenty. Yeah, that you did September twenty eighth after, after, after week, which Dallas. would have been after the Dallas game. After yeah. he scored twenty points. I mean, that was just good eye. It was a gamble. I mean, you don't see one week and you expect a guy to go lead the league as as points wise on IDP, but for three years. But I mean, you got to you got to toot your horn where you got to toot your horn. I will okay. say, I'm not going to sit here and say I had a crystal ball about that, but sure, I'll take it. It was a pretty good. I I I give you credit right there. And it, oh, that's it was that game too. It was such the the crazy Dallas comeback game. Yeah, where I think they had that onside kick. Wow, look at these numbers for Dak Prescott: 34, 47, 450 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, wow. I think he had a bunch of rushing yards too in this game. Man, oh, remember yeah, that time threw- where I traded Dak Prescott away? That was wild. That was before we had our conversion to sleeper, but I did do that. I used mm-hmm. to own Dak Prescott. Imagine. I, I thought it was a good trade at the time. It was interesting. 
Well, if I look at my own positioning now, um, given this trade, you know, I went from zero first round picks in the next two years to four. Yeah. So no, I, you're definitely set up a lot better here. That's why I thought it was a good win-win where we were. I may not be done yet. We'll may see. Not be done. We'll see. Might have another name available. Oh, oh, oh. Teaser. Well, Jordan, my uh this is technically Madison's laptop is at five percent remaining. And I look would at Max. Think... Look at Max. <laughs> no, what do you do? What do you do? What did Max do? <laughs> Put on the oh, I love Max. That's good stuff. Wow. Uh, oh. He wishes. Oh. Max wishes. Oh, did Shaq Leonard get signed today? Yeah, he Philly? signed in Philadelphia today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's good stuff. Excited for that for the Eagles. Now I just need Zach Ertz to come home. Yeah. And that's not like a that's not like a fanboy. Oh my god, I love Zach Ertz thing. That's a real problem for them. Dallas Goddard's not healthy. Yeah, he broke his arm. I mean, yeah. he broke his arm. That's not an insignificant injury. No, I'd rather have somebody who's familiar, who Jalen yeah. has a little bit of familiarity with. Um, you know, not that they're best buddies like like Ertz was with Carson Wentz, but I would really love to see Ertz come back. And um, I mean, Ertz try is to a bet. He, he he could contribute right off the bat just with advice and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's seen it all, Zach Ertz. So we'll see. But um, as it stands for the podcast, I think it was a good one. We didn't really talk about Monday Night Football at all. Um, no, aside from a, there it was it was busy. Aside from a, a tie score, good for the Bengals. I yeah. mean, good for the Bengals. They they get paid too. So yeah, fourteen um, fourteen stuff. at the half should be a good one. The rest of the uh, night. Commissioner Seth is aware the audio for this is coming in hot, so it should be out uh, soon. Hopefully tonight, tomorrow. We'll see. Beautiful. Um, made a big trade. Got a lot of things covered. So excited for you guys to hear it. It's good stuff. Wonderful. All right, Jamie. Well, um, top of the evening to you, sir. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Glad you're well. Um, until next time. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Thank boss. You.